Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the In-Key Podcast, with James and Guest. And I'm the guest, Willie Mayette. And today we're talking about Willie's evolution over the years, uh, building websites, uh, you know, early on in days dealing with YouTube, as well as uh, singing and music, how important is that, and AI in small business and other things. All right, so Willie, I this is an honor for me, honestly, because I love meeting people that have added value to my life in this weird way of the internet that could never have been predicted years ago. This guy didn't have anybody holding his hand. Nobody said, oh, you know, you can set up a website, you do videos every week, you know, or you got to make sure the, you know, uh, everything is clear and the audio comes out a certain way. And that to me is crazy. To some degree, the Columbus of getting through to, you know, people online, whether it be, I know you from YouTube, but you have a lot to do with websites. So, when, when did you get the idea to start doing this? Why don't you just stay at a room and teach piano like most other teachers? Uh, yeah, so um, I did that for a while, right? I was, um, uh, you know, I went to Berkeley, and after Berkeley, I started uh, teaching. Um, I created songs for my students that developed into a program called Jazz Kids, which had a whole pedagogy to it. Um, at one point, Alfred Publishing, they flew me and my wife at the time out to California and they were courting me to, you know, write books for them. And I wrote some music for them and some other publishers, but decided to go in my own direction. I was teaching privately, right? And, and, and teaching privately, you know, it's great because it's, it's great to interact with students and it's great to see students, uh, learning and, and I love to teach. I love to share the knowledge that I've been given, um, and then I've learned this over the years. This was still in person, though. This was still in person, yes. Yeah, so I was I was teaching in person um, in my home. And there were a few things that I realized. Number one is that how many times students would come back the next week and they hadn't practiced. And then the other uh, thing I realized is that students would go home and like, oh, I forgot, or I didn't know. I'm like, well, why didn't you ask me or call me or whatever? Well, well, well. Then I thought... Why not make a video, right? Because video had just kind of come out. I remember having a, a little digital camera, and it would make three-minute movies. Right? Three minutes. That's it. Three minutes at a time. Three-minute movies. So I would make a quick little three-minute movie, and I would uh, send it to them. I forget how One-handed? I sent it to them because it wasn't you, like email. over the left yeah. hand of the piano, or no, 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 no. no. I, I, at the time, um, uh, I I had something like rigged up so that I could have the camera above the piano. Um, I'll it put was that crazy. As innovative uh, check. Someone, one. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that was that. That, that, that I, I, I got to give uh, credit to uh, a friend of mine. She, Mary Lena, she made this this device that you know she was a woodworker, oh, so she custom. made it so I could like have this camera. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so then I started taking these three minute videos, putting them together. So I would do like basically a three minute chapter of a lesson, you know, so take a lesson and, and divide it up into three minute chapters. And I put them online, my first website, my first teaching website to consumers was jazzpianolessons.com. Before that, I had jazzkids.com. And that was for, you know, uh, going to, you know, uh, uh, more uh, private music teachers that were interested in my books and stuff like that. Um, so then jazzpianolessons.com was registered in 2000. I started making these short little videos, and then people started to buy them. 
How much so were then, is it? Like ninety nine cents? Like a, like each each. How did you package it? I I think I did it something like twenty bucks for a collection of videos, um, and made it so that they could download them and stuff like that. But here's the thing: like like when it comes to any job, any job has a ceiling. Right. So and, and I'm not taking away from any job, but like if you're a barista uh, at any coffee shop, let's say I mean say any coffee shop, um, no names. Right. So if you're a barista, there's there's a ceiling. Right. I mean, you're, you're likely not going to be making five million dollars a year. You can also only stand so long, you know. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like and, and then there's upward mobility. So as a private music teacher. Where's your upward mobility? There's really only one type of upward mobility, and that's more students, right? You're going to teach more students, more students. Then maybe you could get into the group classes and stuff like that. Uh, but even universities and whatnot, it's not like you're you're making big bucks teaching at a university. You're better off teaching privately. Um, so I realized that there was a ceiling in which I could only get to so many students. That was one piece of it. The other piece of it was... Well, geez, you know, I can create this video and use this one video for how many students that need that same information, right? So I put this together and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I could do this online. So I started to do it online. It was interesting. My wife at the time, uh, she was against it. She didn't want me to stop teaching privately. Um, So I really had kind of like an uphill battle and that like people around me were like, what, what are you going to do? And for years after, after I was doing this, when I would tell people what I do, they're like, you do what? You teach piano? Like they just couldn't get it. It was, it was too, hilarious. uh, yeah, too esoteric for them. Um, so I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I could do this. So within the first year, I already made as much money as I did teaching privately and then it doubled the next year and then doubled again. Uh, and it's been going strong ever since. You know, I mean, like, uh, look, I, I mean, you know, you always have these people, oh, crushing it, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's always crushing it all the time. Look, I'm going to tell you the reality of it. There are ups and downs, of course, yeah. right? It's like anything else, you know? Um, but it is a solid, solid business. It's been solid for me for 20 years now, uh, teaching online. Um, but I got started way back when. did when. YouTube happen? Because that's how I heard of you. Uh, I was on, I think my first video on YouTube was 09. And I think YouTube got on on like 07. Yeah, somewhere I think. there. Um, but um, so I got on relatively early. I wasn't like the first one on. But in 07, it really wasn't doing, like people didn't really know and much And there was like a 10-minute limit on the videos, the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah, stuff. Was, stuff they, they, they had limitations. But, you know, in 2009, started putting videos on there. Like now I got like over 1,000 videos on there. And then, of course, like all the other social channels, all the other socials, you know, email, websites, all that. So like – uh, what about the audio uh, quality? Because at first, well, I imagine it was just the camera. Like as long as they could hear what was going on, right. it was good. You start getting into microphones or, you know, we're really into uh, throwing it in the right spot or asking for, hey, is this clear when you get, is it good enough that you can learn? Or how did you evolve that? Because you should show me your studio before this and it's yeah. great. You've got a room for everything and it's it's set the way it's supposed to go. It's ready to go and you know what you like and you know how to use it. Yeah, well, I, and and we'll take the the last thing you said first, and then go back. Um, 
that's one thing I learned early on is get a setup and don't change it, right? Um, you know, you want to make it so that like literally – I have it down now where like I do live sessions and if the live session is at one o'clock, I can roll into the studio at five minutes to one and, and, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, like literally it's, it's flip a switch and everything is just set up and ready to go. Um, but, you know, as we were talking before, I, I, I try not to get too – I try to just use the technology that I need to get the job done without going overboard, right? Uh, because – you could spend a lot of time with technology. And this kind of goes back to a lesson that I learned before I even got started. Uh, before I started putting videos out, I, I, I really asked a, a lot of questions of different people who I trusted. You know, I thought about it. And, and, and really, I perseverated for months over this rather than just doing it. And if there's one thing, like anybody who's an entrepreneur or anyone out there listening to this, there's a word to learn, and that is to iterate. Just iterate, right? The first thing you put out there is going to suck. It's not going to be great. But as you go, you get better. So um, so yeah, I was worried about the technology at first. What am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And then finally, I was just like, All right, let, let me just start putting some stuff out there. Um, and I found that all of my concerns about the technology stack were really unfounded because people really didn't care about that. They were just, they, they, they wanted the information. Nice. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you about that. Do you tune your own piano? You pay for someone for that? I, I I just don't own a piano. I haven't played on one for years. I... Yeah, tuning your own piano is you know I got to give my brother in law. I got to give a shout out to my brother in law, Rusty. He actually tuned his own piano one time. He's a guitar player. He tuned his own piano. He's not a he, you know he's he's played uh, gigs as a guitar player, but that's that's not his bread and butter being a guitar player. But great guy. Uh, and you know, he actually tuned his piano once. I was actually pretty damn surprised at how good. well it came it was out. Good? Yeah, well, it was it wasn't bad. Um uh, I do not tune my own piano. I do have a tuning hammer um and the felts and and uh, all of that. So if a note gets out of tune, I can I can kind of tweak that. Um tuning is an art. It, it it truly is. And then the other part of that, the reason why I don't do it is when I hear ding 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 i swear that would drive me absolutely insane <laughs> like i get super sensitive to sounds so that sound over and over again most of the time when they're Done tuning my piano i'm like i gotta go in the other room or i gotta leave the building uh what have you what between a d and an a quarter on a guitar do you ever think uh, like oh this is just not quite right there's something off about that do you ever hear like these huh. kind of tunings? Because I, I, I'm a salesperson, obviously. I'm selling people this podcast. I'm selling all this stuff all the time. But I was sold this guitar, and I love it. It's uh, They bend the frets to be more in tune. And uh, they always reference a piano being tuned each note individually. Have you ever seen Equal this? temperament. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so on the piano, actually, I did not know that about the guitar, that they're bending the frets. Oh, look at that. That's wild, right? Yep. And uh, that I is barely notice after owning this for like four years, I barely notice D and A chord differences in normal guitars. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, on the piano, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, it's basically, it was equal temperament or pure tone. Pure tone uh, was basically everything was, well, you could Wikipedia all this stuff, but I mean, it's basically, you know, it, it was two, two different tunings. And pure tone, the more sharps and flats you had, the more out of tune it got. So they did equal temperament, which basically makes everything equally out of tune. Uh, the Well-Tempered Clavier by Bach was written as kind of a celebration of this equal temperament because it's in 12 keys uh, Do you have a video on this? Know? Do you have a video on this on YouTube? No, I don't actually. Uh, yeah, maybe I should maybe I should do one on that. But, this is uh, my secret but yeah, plan all so, along. I want my own free yeah, content. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or your secret plan is to make more work for me, right? Yes, so, like. yes. But I, I did actually want to know this. And I think a lot of people, especially when you hear, oh, it's a jazz musician. Well, this person has a, a, a good hold of things and they have an opinion on these things. And you're someone that I trust. And if anyone's listening to this, I really do trust your opinion. Whenever I have a question about something, uh, or I like to Google your stuff and just you know get re-inspired or get a better take on it than a lot of because there's a lot of uh, echo chambers online right now where someone says something have you heard this underlick thing that's another like they'll come up with a term and then everyone starts saying it and i get kind of scared of people that echo all the same thing um, yeah so i wanted your opinion on um something that i i'm pretty opinionated on is singing in learning your instrument or singing in music whether you're a singer or not for me every student you gotta learn at least three notes you know you got to be able to sing the first three notes of a major scale up and down in any order and be able to say the numbers with it and, and this sort of thing. It doesn't be perfect. One, two, three, two, one, one, three, one. Nothing crazy. Just something where you're like, okay, those are different yep. notes and I can go between them. Um, for piano or for harmonization or for improvision, where do you think that sits in the best? Or do you feel like it's kind of its own thing and you don't really need that to be great at your instrument? What's your, what's your take on that? Mm. All right, so uh, I, I, I have an opinion on that. I, I'm going to share it with you. Before I do, though, I want to go back to the underlick thing. Um, and, and, and you're right. There are a lot of people that throw out a lot of terms. And, and, and to be honest with you, I have my own terms as well. Sure. One thing that I do in my teaching, though, is I let people know, hey, look, that, that's, that's what I call it. That, that's my term. You, you, know, you might not find other people calling it that. My go-to is um, uh, the bandstand. Right, so I have a gig tonight with the bass player, and we're going to be playing up the road. And I'm going to ask him that. Like, have you ever heard of this thing, Enderlick? Um, and I bet the answer is probably no. Um, so I always think, okay, if I'm on the bandstand with professional musicians and I throw out a term, are they going to be scratching their heads? Because if they are, then that's not the term for me, right? Because um, it, it would be like a doctor in a surgery, throwing out some term that the other doctor is like scratching their head, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, or, or asking the nurse, can you, can you, can you hand me the, 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 the cobble bobber? The what? You, you know, right and it's room, like, sir? this guy's right. This guy's dying from, you know, brain surgery on the table while they're trying to figure out what this, what this dude's talking about. So you got to be real careful about, you know, uh, the, the quote unquote gurus out there and, you know, uh, five minutes. Now, I could be wrong. Be is vamping, musician. vamping, is that a standard term? That is that is a very standard term. Yes, to to, to vamp, basically meaning take a section. Wow, well, you know, I mean, but and that's not for that's not smoking. That's not smoking. That's vaping. 
That's vaping. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, you know, hey, I guess a jazz <laughs> you musician, you'd be like, hey, man, you you want to vamp a little? Like, and that might be like smoking a little bit for that. And it's funny. I all feel right, so, like the, right, so, the better the term sounds in the ear, the less likely it is actually a real musical term online. Underlick. Ooh, where is that coming? The oh, under yeah, 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 part yeah. of the, is it the bass? Yeah. Who knows? Vamping. Yeah. Oh, ooh, is it? You have vamping problems in your left or right side, you know. Right, right. So there's a cream for that. Yeah, James. there's a cream for vamping. The, you know, the, you have the vamping cream. Uh, so, th- so, <laughs> right, so for singing and uh, the voice, singing and your instrument. All right. So, first of all, uh, you know, I did not come up with this. I didn't coin this term, but I've heard it for years and years and years. If you can sing it, you, you can, can play, play it. it. Right. All right. So, so obviously, right there. Right, that answers the question. Boom, done. You know, uh, uh, like that—that's that, what it is. If you could sing it, you could play it. So that obviously tells you right there that singing is important. All right, but let, let's dive into it just a little bit more. Um, what is it that we're trying to mimic as instrumentalists? Really, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of debate on this, but really, when it comes down to it, it's the human voice, right? So that's where we all started. And I mean, I'm talking like, let's go back eons with humanity before we had pianos and guitars and amps and all that. Um, So we started with our human voice and then finally moving into instruments and stuff like that. But, you know, when you have a guitar player, you know, your guitar player, you're you're bending that note. Well, what are you trying to mimic? It's really kind of, again, it's that human voice. Same thing at the piano, same thing at any instrument. So having a connection to the voice is really important. Now, there are two different avenues that I would uh, say for singing. The first one is the obvious one that we all know, like fly me to the moon and let me, right? It's like, it's all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I'll tell people online, like I'll sing, but I'm not a singer, you know, but don't be afraid to just like kind of try, try singing, you know? And I would say to anyone, learn a couple of tunes and try singing them. Even if it's like kind of like that spoken singing, because it's a good skill to have in your back pocket, you know? Um, All right. So there's the singing, singing, the singing that we all know, you know, but then the other side of it is the singing and more vocalization, right? Solfege, that kind of stuff. So you were talking about numbers. um, You know, uh, I learned uh, uh, solfege and movable do, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, right? Um, So then from there, you can start to pick out melodies. You can start to apply solfege to melodies and stuff like that, right? So very very useful. It helps with uh, your melodic interpretation um, and, um, you know, being able to hear melodies uh, more accurately. Um, but then there's also rhythmic vocalization. Now, with the rhythmic vocalization, um, I created uh, a, a, what I call a vocalization approach, right? And my vocalization approach, real simple, da, di, ba, da, di. So it's a great way, especially with the young kids, to be able to get them to be able to perform rhythms accurately without a one, two, and three, four. Because again, like if we're doing jazz and we're doing swung eighth notes, one, two, and three, and four, and one. It, it, it feels so hokey. Whereas da, da, di, ba, da, di, ba, di, ba, 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 da, da, di, ba, di, ba, cinco, ba, cinco, you know, like all that it's kind of fun. stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more fun and it's a lot more hip and it's a lot more in line with the way that the rhythm should feel. So, um, so 
the, the, the answer is I think that uh, having an attachment for your voice is really important. And the last thing is let's let's bring it full circle. We started talking about the bandstand. Well, let's let's talk about the bandstand. So like I just did a gig last night and last night it's me on organ and keys and a drummer. And we do a lot of this like kind of improvisational stuff and which is like we're just going to create something on the spot. So then if I'm like, all right, uh, let, let's, let's do like a slow beat like boom you know so it's like all right so he has the idea of like what i'm hearing you know it's like i can like kind of like do this vocalization of what the rhythm sounds like um and i can speak it rather than it's just like okay well do a bossa nova beat or do a funk beat right i can kind of give and shape a little more um, by utilizing my voice. I definitely want to hang out with a guy that can vocalize it to me b- beforehand. Uh, and it's definitely a skill. I remember the first time trying to tell a drummer about what I wanted, and uh, it was like a, a cat painting uh, <laughs> with three <laughs> different colors and like, yeah, like that, you know, but a little louder. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick pause here. Willie, I want to know what you're promoting. I do this for every guest. And if you could tell me uh, your website, your course, your uh, next big thing, what is it? What can you tell me about? Yeah, so we've talked to music things. So obviously I do Jazz Edge Academy. And if you just do a Google search, you'll find that. But I'm also getting into AI now. Um, so I have jazzedge.ai. Not so .com, jazz right? AI. No, no, not. Well, there is a jazzedgeai.com because you're going to be smart, right? You got to have you got to have them both. Okay. But it's jazzedge.ai. It basically, in a nutshell, it's uh, a bunch of tools that make it easy for small business owners, entrepreneurs, non-tech heads to be able to utilize AI without having to scratch your head and figure out what prompt do I use and how do I shape the results. So it makes it easy for them to be able to bring AI into their business right away. I, I can't believe how much it's taken over my life. I like I run home from work. I'm excited to sing a song, throw it into an AI converter that also has my my best performances downloaded, and see the AI sing better than me in my own voice back to me. So I'm gonna kick out of that, and uh, um, I, I'm toying with the idea of making a course on how I got it to work as well as I do. There's a lot of easy ways, like in, in three minutes you can hear your own voice or someone else's voice sing a song, and, and it's iffy. You know, there's always a little, you know, the weird, you know, it can't track the melody, it can't map something correctly, and that's what I'm trying to get around. I'm really enjoying that. Um, but as far as you're concerned, have you heard any music that is 100% A? I think you said you heard a president singing uh, Frozen. Right, I, I heard Obama singing uh, "Let It Go." Yeah, yeah, and I, and I was amazed at how darn good it is. You know, I mean, obviously, you can hear that um, has its outer facts. I, I didn't glitches. hear so much like technical glitches. More like uh, "Let It Go." Like it was like like he would speak at certain times and not sing. So so like musically, you could be like. Eh, it's a little stiff there. Yeah, right? it's like, stiff. That That's really, that... really fair. I think it's like the – I was always looking yeah. for what's a good term because for actors or that are superimposing their younger selves, I think that's the uncanny valley, they say. Uh, yeah. It looks – it's human, but it's not, you know, and it's kind of creepy. How early did you start using it? Because I have it – I got it on my phone. A friend sent me a link, I want to say, last yeah. year. Uh, how early did you start using it? 
Um, I've heard of AI for a couple of years now, but I've been so busy with other stuff that it's really been about a year now that I've really kind of dug in more with AI. Like the thing is that I'm always trying to figure out is, well, how do I utilize this for my needs, obviously, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, that's cool. I, 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 I try to stay abreast of what technology is going on. Um, now, now, in true fairness, we've been interacting with AI ever since, what, Siri, right? And Alexa and all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, we've been interfacing with it. But in terms of actually, like, digging into coding it and coding with it and, and understanding it better, um, yeah, so that's been, that's been, like, about a year. And what I've been doing with Jazz Edge AI is trying to make it so that it's easier for just anybody like, and, and really, like I say, like business owners, entrepreneurs, because that's really like kind of who, um, who, who my audience is more with that. Uh, could a musician use it? Well, yeah, absolutely. You and for say, context, like, you know, give me, you've been doing coding for a while. You're not just a musician that happens oh, yeah, yeah, to have yeah. a business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been, I've, I've been coding ever since I was like 14 years old. That's so crazy. Remember me and a buddy of mine, we used to pro, uh, program in basic. We'd have programs and we'd print them out they'd be pages long like hundreds of lines of code who knows what they did probably stupid stuff you know like you know it would say hello 50,000 times or something you know in a for each loop um so uh so yeah so the so the ai thing well first of all there's one thing i i want to say about the ai thing is that there's a lot of people out there that are going to talk about how oh AI is going to be the death of us all and and and, and all of this stuff, uh, or the other people that are going to say AI is going to take all of our jobs, um, and it is absolutely true. Look, let, let's let's face <laughs> no, facts. No AI is going is, is to take some jobs. It's going to take some jobs, right? But um, with every new technology, there is a disruption. Um, and true. and That's the true. best example I have is the hammer. Right? So you have the hammer, and then the nail gun comes out. And when the nail gun comes out, I'm sure everybody that swung a hammer is like, oh, it's going to ruin your roof. It's not going to work. Ba 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 ba. It's going to put us out of work. Guess what? There's still contractors that are working, even though they have a nail gun. They just have a better tool for a specific job, right? So, like, if you're going to, like, nail something into a kitchen cabinet, right, you know, uh, 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 to hang a picture or something, you're probably not going to pull out a nail gun and a compressor to, like, you know, hang a picture, right? But if you're going to do a roof, doing it with a hammer today is, right, you know. The other thing, too, is that taking the hammer... That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it, because if I have to write a script for a video, it's nice to have just something with the right terms instead of uh, me starting with, yeah. oh, where do I, what's the first thing I say? Uh, hello, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, my name is, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, you've heard this video, so, ah, you know, so just getting started. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and a lot of that brainstorming and creative process, um, you could let AI get you started, like you said, and it doesn't take away from the creativity. It allows you to jump right into the creativity because now you got stuff spit back at you. It's almost like, all right, you already took that time to brainstorm for a day or two or three. And now you're like getting right into it and working on what you're working on. Um, so using the hammer again, right? Just because I have a hammer, does that mean I know how to build a house or build a shed, right? 
No. Okay. So it's the same thing with AI tools. Just because you use an AI tool doesn't mean that it's going to do all the work for you. You still need your human creativity and sensitivity um, and your human brain to shape it in order to present it to other human beings. So when's uh, WillyCon? I'm I'm excited about AI. Where do I go to get to see you stand up on stage and see like, I'm not Steve Jobs, but I uh, may have a few tendencies that uh, you know could make you a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to have that, but, but we're running out of time. I have one bonus thing I'm just so curious about, um, and because I do a lot of heavy metal stuff, uh, like old stuff, sure. but still singing involved and everything like that, and that's pretty much going away. If you do heavy metal, it's going to be screaming, and uh, I only know how to do one. I'll, maybe I'll send you a track. It's pretty gnarly. I never liked it until I could do it. And I'd people love were like, to hear that it. sounds great. I'm like, what are you talking about? All right. Uh, people would say at one point jazz was super big and then it kind of got into its pocket, but it's never died. And I think in some ways it's coming back bigger every every year in its own ways, you know, uh, whether it be presentation or a look, less, you know, an aesthetic with the performance, this kind of thing. And I feel like um, classic heavy metal is kind of dead because it's not aggressive enough. The recordings aren't modern. Uh, there's no reason to listen to it. That's not real metal. That's just 70s guys that just got into like hard rock. So how do you, th- uh, if I had to ask you one thing, how do you reinvent uh, something like that? Uh, especially like how, and same to the question, even if you don't have like a perfect answer prepared for that, how does jazz stay alive? And because I see how classic heavy metal could have the same issue as uh, as jazz evolving from more blues oriented and more pop oriented music, you know, where it's like we could stake a little bit here from here, or you could take a, a rock beat every now and then, but we, you know, it's it's kind of mm. a silly thing. It doesn't deserve to be mainstream. So how do you keep it up and up front and being reinvented still? Yeah. So um, in under five well, minutes. First of all- <laughs> yeah, I, I I I think the 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 first thing that that's super important is we have to embrace change. And anyone that doesn't want to embrace change is like a tree that doesn't move. You're going to get blown over, okay? So no matter what it is, whether it be AI or music or whatever, we need to embrace that change. Uh, With that said, that means that these styles, and I'll be completely honest with you, I hate styles. Like, And I don't like to use the word hate, but I hate that it's jazz, it's heavy metal, because it's like, it's, it's so amorphous today. It just morphs into this or that or whatnot um, that to say that, oh, it's jazz. So anyway, okay, let's take quote unquote jazz, right? Uh, Jazz is really changing quite a bit. You'll have musicians now that are using different effects, um, you know, uh, like even Brad Meldow doing prepared piano, um, uh, Chris Potter, uh, you know, his, uh, his, his groups, you know, uh, doing, uh, you know, keyboards and different effects. Um, so you'll have these different, you know, sensibilities and effects and, and, and whatnot coming in while still having retaining that core improvisational component. So I think any style of music, take heavy metal, right, has to, number one, you know, like I said, embrace change. Number two, you got to figure out, well, what is the core aesthetic of that music? It's probably that like, right? I mean, my kids love heavy metal stuff. You know, the boys, they all got their guitars. They love playing heavy metal. They come to the studio and they're like thrashing away. Um, So it's, and, and then I'm thinking like they're, 
teenagers, and they're still listening to heavy metal, but they're not necessarily listening to the new heavy metal, right? Um, although, you know, I got in the system of a down. I kind of like their their stuff, although I don't know if they're still around anymore. I think they're, they're kind of defunct now. Um, but it's going to be a matter of finding your core aesthetic and then uh, uh, evolving with the times. So that might be bringing in different effects. That might be that might be utilizing AI. And we're going to see, just like you're going to synthesize your voice with AI, we're going to see that. Like Taylor Swift or whoever is going to have their voice and they're going to release an album, you know, when they can no longer sing. Um, and that's going to be a real mind blower for a lot of us. Um, and then we're going to have to then figure out, this gets into a whole nother discussion, but we're going to have to then figure out, are we accepting of that? Is that still art? Is that still talent? Is that, you you know, what is that that we're talking about now? Now that, okay, I got Taylor's voice, but it's not actually Taylor singing, Right. What was it, Milli Vanilli, right? And, and those, those those guys getting it's caught nice. for like lip syncing and stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, those those we're, we're definitely in some some uncharted territory, and this is where I think if we just kind of embrace the change, and as long as we're like, all right, let's see where this goes and give it a shot, and 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 have some open mind and open ears, we're gonna see what happens. Well, as, as a guy that knows you as a family man, as a consistent, successful business owner, it's an honor to talk to you about this stuff. And I think it's a very hopeful uh, approach. And I, I, I think if anyone's worried or any of my friends are worried, I'm like, listen to the podcast or just jump to the end. I think you're going to be just fine. Just listen. If this guy's feeling okay <laughs> about it, I think we're going to be just fine. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you, hopefully in the future, Willie and I. And I'll see you with another guest as soon as possible. But for now... Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that one I like.